0: From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, late yesterday, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced his new cabinet. And while there were a lot of people that we were expecting because they'd been holding those portfolios in opposition, there were a few surprises, weren't there?
1: Yes, there were. I suppose the biggest surprise was the move of Tanya Plibersek from education to environment and water. This certainly uh, wasn't seen coming, and I think it surprised many people. Certainly, it will have disappointed uh, quite a lot of people in the education sector because she had built up a lot of contacts, and they were expecting her to move into that area in government. And of course, particularly in higher education, there's a lot of rebuilding to do the sector has been uh, really hit by the pandemic and the lack of overseas students and now it has to make the big comeback. She's also lost the women portfolio as well hasn't she? That was a surprise too especially as it's gone to Katie Gallagher. Now Katie Gallagher of course is the finance minister and will have a very very heavy load especially in the next few months for the planned October budget but even beyond that. So all this, I think, is uh, really raising a few eyebrows. Of course, uh, Tanya Plibersek was the object of discussion during the campaign when she appeared uh, so little with Anthony Albanese and people did ask why he wasn't using her more because she is a very popular Labour figure. Do we know why
0: he wasn't using her more? What's your reading of that?
1: Neither of them uh, really provided any convincing explanation. They both said there was no problem, but I think uh, there was still a, a question mark. Just coming back to the reshuffle, one of the interesting appointments is Claire O'Neill. She's uh, from Victoria, certainly an up-and-comer in the party, and she gets Home Affairs, and that's a heavy-hitting portfolio uh, which, uh, of course, puts her right at the centre of the uh, ministers concerned with national security. Anthony Albanese, in announcing his ministry, emphasised that there were a lot of women in it compared to the past. There are 10 women in cabinet. So women across the front bench have certainly been increased in number compared to previous times. It's
0: also a pretty experienced front bench too, isn't it? Because many of these people have actually been in government before.
1: Absolutely, people like Chris Bowen, Mark Butler, Tony Burke, all these people have had a lot of experience of government and so will be able to uh, get their feet under the desk uh, pretty quickly, one would think, albeit uh, in many cases in different areas. Mark Dreyfus is another one, of course, and he has the same area that he had in the previous Labor government, Attorney General, and he'll be uh, pretty busy in the coming weeks preparing the blueprint for a national integrity commission because you'll remember before the election Anthony Albanese said that he would pass legislation for that this year so that's a pretty short time frame
0: All right. And on the other side of the chamber, the Liberal Party has elected its new leadership team, which is Peter Dutton and Susan Lee, and the Nationals have elected David Littleproud as their leader to take over from Barnaby Joyce. Peter Dutton's obviously someone who has something of an image problem within Parliament and in the wider community. Do we have any sense of how he might be addressing that and what kind of an opposition leader he might be?
1: His pitch uh, initially has been one to the suburbs and uh, to small business. But I think that it'll take quite a while to know really how he's going to reshape the Liberal Party or the Liberal Party is going to reshape itself. There is argument, of course, about what direction it should take. And there's a real challenge because it lost seats to Labor, suburban seats to Labor, and it lost those seats to the Teals. And different issues apply to those two constituencies. So where Peter Dutton ends up pitching the party, I think, is still a question mark. He says he doesn't want to write off any seats, but it is hard to see how he can bridge that gulf. And certainly I think his instinct is to emphasise the suburbs rather than those urban seats.
0: The electorate has sent the Liberal Party in particular a pretty strong message at this last election. Is there any sense that they are hearing what's being said to them?
1: You get the feeling that they're still in shock, really, and while the defeat was not unexpected, that uh, they're having trouble comprehending it. Anthony Albanese yesterday made the point that Labor didn't lose any seats to the coalition, and you'll remember that before the election, we were actually expecting uh, seats to go in both directions, whoever won. So uh, it has been a really devastating uh, outcome for the Liberals. And as for the Nationals, well, of course, they did quite well. They held all their seats. They gained a senator, but they still threw out their leader. And Barnaby Joyce found that uh, his efforts weren't appreciated. His style was seen to be unhelpful. Certainly the Liberals thought it was uh, unhelpful in those teal seats. And so he's been replaced by David Littleproud, who's uh, a much less controversial leader. David Littleproud was uh, one in the national who accepted that they had to move to the uh, 2050 net zero emissions target. And I think from the Liberals' point of view, he will be much easier for them to work with than Barnaby Joyce would have been.
0: All right. And finally, Michelle, the new government appears to be very focused on the the neighbourhood, so to speak, in terms of foreign relations. Penny Wong has just been on what appears to be a very successful tour of the Pacific Islands. uh, And Anthony Albanese has announced that he will head to Indonesia early next week. What do you read into that
1: Well, obviously, uh, attending the Quad was very good for the new Prime Minister. He uh, uh, met the President, he met the Prime Ministers of Japan and India and uh, was well received. Now, Indonesia is always a priority for Australian Prime Ministers and they usually visit it uh, quite soon after getting into office. Uh, But this is a a very early visit that Anthony Albanese is undertaking taking and he will want to uh, strengthen that relationship to emphasize uh, his government's commitment to the region and particularly commitment to Indonesia so i think it is a, a wise thing that he's going so quickly despite the fact that the domestic agenda is going to be quite crowded in these first months we did learn yesterday that the parliament will meet for the first time in late july that will give Give at least the, the ministry time to get across uh, the various areas and will provide a, a little bit of breathing room for the new government. But nevertheless, uh, it really is running at quite a cracking pace.
0: All right, Michelle, terrific to speak with you as always. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks, Amanda.
0: Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.